This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm Zidi Donahue. And we kind of were running out of time last last podcast talking right. about wedding veils, so I, we split it into two pieces here. Who'd have thought? Who'd have, yeah, who'd have thought? Um, now, before the podcast, we were looking for something, or mom, you mentioned you had the Kai scissors right. downstairs. In, in my bedroom. <laughs> no. Okay. Like, downstairs, like, up yeah, the yeah, stairs, yeah, in the bedroom. Downstairs, okay. there's the, I think they're my downstairs bedroom. I have two bedrooms. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Mom, mom's redoing some stuff. Her house I'm, is a wreck. I, well, actually, well, it's I have to sleep though. downstairs because the dog can't make it up the steps anymore. That's true. So this yeah, is all like a weird. I situation. keep forgetting that the dog kind of. My, my home is a dog hospice right now. Yeah, but, uh, and we can't move the furniture because he's blind, and uh, it's like all about the dog. As we've said before, it would be good if you wanted to come back in another life as one of ZD's dogs because she takes. Good care of them. And well, you know, my dear husband said, Boy, you've done a lot for that dog. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, so if I go blind. Are you going to take yeah. note? Yeah. Take note. Of, am I, am I, is that it? It's over? Uh, like, you, uh, like, oh, oh. <laughs> you, like, you wouldn't have. You put me down I see. then. <laughs> I see. Is that when you put me down when uh, yeah. I can't find my way out? No, the door probably and... when you can't make it, you know, uh, when. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I won't get anyway, too gross. Anyway, the dog, the dog still responds to love and food. Yes. I cannot put him down no, yet. No, no. And we've, I've had him almost 12 years. I can't put him down. He's okay, well, that was a different tangent. I wanted to start yeah. off by saying that you were like, so oh, we were the, Kai, about the, scissors. the Kai scissors, they're, they're not, yeah. I need to bring them back. I said, well, I think we have that other pair. They're in my dog hospice bedroom and not my regular bedroom. Yeah, but I think we have this other pair and, you know, and, and, she, and we were looking for them and mom finds this pair of heavy up scissors, a popular brand you know, of sewing scissors. And it's like, well, we have these two. And I'm like, I just can't use those. I just can't. They're too heavy. Like, oh, know, well, you know, we use me. We use rotary cutters most of the right. time anyway. Right. Like, that's what our kind of our MO right. is. But I was, if I have to use scissors, I don't, those heavy scissors just hurt my hands. I saw them kind of yeah. a scissor. Well, and the reason I had the scissors downstairs is I had had, you know, the accomplished downstairs and I was sewing, I was doing boat sewing. Yeah, you know, and you, I, you can't, you can't. I, w- I preferred not to try and rotary cut parts of these things on my no, living room. No, sometimes you need. Floor, yes, right? sometimes you need scissors for right. sure, for right. sure. Um, well, and, and I was cutting strapping and things like that too. Those Kai scissors, and I th- and you know the thing is, so the Kai scissors. I will tell you, they cut like butter. No, I mean, butter. I mean, yeah, I was like, okay. Maybe if I had had these, I would have never tried the rotary, the rotary cutter. cutter. I mean, they just they just go smooth through it. It's so like they unbelievable. Cut, they cut so nice. But then we also, I think we're like using them in the best way possible. Because since we use the rotary cutter so much, we kind of preserve we're the like scissors. Conserving them. Yeah, yes, it's like, it's like we don't use like them a lot. It's so. like, oh, this is the good china. And this yeah. Is the everyday, like, this you know, is the good scissors. And this is the everyday It's scissors. easy to replace yeah. a rotary blade real quick. Right. You know. Anyway, um, but I said, I kind of well, sound like. Well, if you have them, if you don't run out of them. That's right. That's right. If your daughter doesn't run out of them. Wait, do we? We have them, though. No, I ordered some. Okay. Okay. Move. Um, but I said but it is. It was like being crippled when yes. I didn't have them. Yeah. Um, I said, uh, I sound like a scissor prima donna, and I was like, probably because I am a and scissor I said, prima donna. Oh, are you a prima donna about like just scissors? <laughs> and then Mom was like, Well, maybe I'm a prima donna too. I was like, Yeah, yeah, you are. Where did I learn it from? And now we're raising little Zelda, who oh man, she's she is fitting right in, isn't she? She is. Yes, she is. Except Joe came over to my house yesterday, and he had this big, huge bow in his hair. It was, ad- it was adorable. And then this piece of ribbon around his well, neck, he's... and he needed to model it for Yeah, us. well, he yes. stole that from Zelda, and she was kind of angry that, like, he got to go model it because she wore that to school. 
Oh, that she uh, wore that, that big bow yeah. and the and the ribbon around her waist yeah. to school. She said, "My friend said this wasn't a belt," and I said, "Well, it's a kind of belt." She's like, "Yeah, like like a fashion belt," and I said, <laughs> right. "Yes." And I was she like, "She told me she was stylish." I said, yeah. "Sometimes you're gonna wear stuff, and people aren't gonna know what it is, and that's fine. You just gotta wear it and be yeah, you, be confident." You can't help it if they're not educated. I said, "That's what I used that's to not do." Your problem. Yeah, yeah, so she's fitting right in. Hillary or Hillary Mallory went through. Hillary didn't go through this phase particularly, but. Mallory went through what I called the Easter egg phase. I, I made that wore, up. Like, I just want to say, name is made up by me. Right. I named the Easter egg phase. She went through this phase where she wore, like, rainbow of colors every day. Uh, the, like, it was, the, you know, like, pink shoes. Okay, no, the outfit that I really remember is I had these bright blue patent leather um, slingback shoes. And they were, like, I think they were peekaboo toe. And then I wore a pink... Uh, Easter egg pink, pastel pink, <laughs> linen um, capri pants. Yes. And then I wore this like chartreuse um, sublimation dyed top that had like sparkle lace for the straps. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like an abomination. Anyway, and then if I needed a cardigan, I had a lavender cardigan oh along with it. So anyway. And that wasn't her only colorful outfit. No, there no. Were others. That was one that kind of sticks in my mind. I remember that. Uh, anyway, let's talk about this wedding veil. Um, what are we going to do? So we talked about wrapping the comb. Let's try and describe this process a little bit. The zigzaggers are going to get the live video of this. This is going to be our next zigzagger live broadcast. So mm-hmm. if you want to see a video, tune yeah. in. So the, what you said, oh, order a little more tool because you're going to need it, yeah, right? Yeah, you're going to have yeah. to play with the tool. And probably almost every time. <laughs> I mean, it, even when I was making these on sort of a routine basis, I always, you know, threaded my machine up and tried that stitch. You know, you might want to take notes on your stitches, too, because I was just thinking, did I write this down? I, don't I think took I a did. picture at some point, so oh, maybe, good, good. maybe maybe we can a, look through. Yeah, you know, because the, the trim I'm actually putting on the bale that we're getting ready to complete is um, a rat tail trim. You know, on the bridal illusion. And, you know, I played with it for a while because I hadn't done it. So, you know, I came up with a stitch length and, and a stitch width because I, I'm using a zigzag. So I don't remember what it was, but I think it might have been like 3.5 and 3.5 or 3 and 3 or something like that. It, right, you know. but can we talk about the wrapping the comb? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted to st- oh. Sorry, sorry. I feel I was... like we did that because we've already filmed Well, it. we did. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, so talk about the strip of tool. Right. Like, I just take a strip of tool. What is it? Usually it's the width just of the, the width tool of the tool I have. Okay. Right. Um, and if, is it like if, four inches wide? I think I made it three inches oh, wide. Oh, okay. It might have been four. Less. It might have been four, two or three. We didn't write that down either. But anyway, um, you know, this is not a hard thing. If you start to wrap the comb and you don't like what you're getting, you can certainly stop and redo it okay um it might have been four inches i really think it was three for some reason so you just got this like long strip of right right right. and um now did i double it over i folded it over sort of it's like you kind of scrunched it to come no i'm trying to think no i'm thinking i folded in half let me watch so that it was only like 60 inches long i see so you doubled it over right so it's actually a double thickness so that was like three inches but it was actually a double three inches yeah i understand what you're saying two layers let me here i have this little video what do you think? <laughs> I don't know if I can tell. I might need to no, watch the next video. Doubled. Doubled. Yeah. Okay, so you took this big 108 inch by three inch piece and you folded it in it half. Made it a 50 something inch okay. or 60 something inch, you know, long, three inches wide, double thickness. Okay, right. So then. Because this bridal illusion is like air. Yes, so you compress it down and we're going right. to, what we're talking about here, what we're about to get to is we're going right. to pad. The top of the comb, right, to make right. a platform the, sort of for what our. What I call the side of the comb. I don't know what it what it is. You call the side of I yeah. Like I'm thinking of it like it's the top, but it could be the side. See, I'm thinking about the regular comb. Uh uh-huh. You have the side, yes. and the top is one end, and the bottom is the other end, and the teeth are lined up in the middle horizontally. Yeah. And the side is the part that you okay. hold on to. Yes, yeah, so, I don't know if that's right. So this is the part. What <laughs> we're gonna know, do? I don't, I don't know my comb. 
comb, comb uh, orientation right. and geography. Yeah. So the the comb, the what the part we're wrapping is the part that's mm-hmm. like the source of the teeth. The teeth are coming out right. of it. And you laid so it does. I don't think that it would really matter if it was like the two raw edges or the folded edge, but you laid a little piece um, mm-hmm. parallel the to end, that right. top of the comb mm-hmm. and threaded it through the end tooth so i'm holding i'm holding basically those the dead end or whatever right okay onto the comb um an inch or two mm-hmm. like over the what i'm calling the side of the comb uh-huh. but um anyway and then i take the length and i start wrapping and going through the base of the teeth right so that you wind up wrapping that that end that dead that, end that end or you know that handle of a com- the comb whatever uh-huh. um the dead end is winds up under there yeah, yeah so, that so w- yeah, i'm not affixing it with glue or anything i'm affixing it with the tension of the tool yeah and, and, and the I tool, love that okay, <laughs> and the tool is kind of stretchy so you can get some tension and it and because it's the layers and because it's kind of woven like you it know cling, it, it grabs like, yeah, onto it's itself. like a honeycomb comb, yeah. it kind of sticks to it netting yeah i've never had a problem with this coming out or anything. yeah i love it that there's no glue personally i don't know we've talked about this right. um in my glue well version. and if you had used glue <laughs> i mean you could have like glued it on there for some security or something but you would have had to wait almost for it to dry a little bit I, and it I is just not necessary yeah, right it's just, it's yeah. Just, yeah you don't need it so and you kind of want this wrapping uh-huh. to kind of have a little bit of a fluff to it because you're actually going to sew the veil to that wrapping yeah okay yeah so you wind up with this kind of poofy little cushion across that part of the comb okay so as you've wrapped between each tooth wrap right. wrap, wrap. Wrap, wrap, wrap so wrap, wrap. you've covered off that first dead end of tool mm-hmm. and then you come to the end and you have like the rest so of now the tool. i'm at the end and i should have some tool left over and yeah, unless I, your and comb I, is like I, 10 I, feet and you certainly <laughs> you certainly would have noticed had you not uh, because this is a short job yeah know? right and and actually it's quick and like I guess, you know, if you screwed it up, had to do it again, it wouldn't, like, drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, when you get to the end, I go. I think I go through the last, you know, the end of the comb where the last slot is, uh-huh. right? But I leave a loop of the tool, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, we sort of use the same manipulation in a lot of things, like crocheting a chain, Yes. It's very, very similar. You're weaving in an end kind of thing. Right. So I leave that loop and I go through that end and then I bring that, you know, raw end or dead end right through the loop I've made and I can pull it tight. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So it's, I mean, this is how I knot the end of a sewing thread when I'm hand sewing, right? And so once again, you're just like popping it back through there. Now, I, you used, I think... Some hemostats. I did so. At the, so I got that down sort of tight, mm-hmm. right? And then at the end, I pushed some under there, and then I I don't know if I used hemostat or tweezers. Some oh, sort maybe of use tweezers. I don't yeah. remember. But I went under there and pulled it through farther. Yeah. So that you know, I sort of hid the end. Pull the end out, cut it, and then when I let it go, it sort of went back in and hit itself. Yeah, so you, once right. again, no glue. Right. No and glue. And that's exactly, honestly, how I hand sew. I make that knot. I make that crocheted knot. I go sort of through it for the last time. And then what I do with my my end of my thread is I go down in my project, my fabric or mm-hmm. whatever it is. I go down into it and pull it out and pull it and clip the thread and then let the thread go back in right so i have and the reason you do that right is you never want to clip close to a knot because that's where it starts to come out right you want some length for that knot to grab onto this is even when you're tying up your boat okay you you don't it's a useful boat knowledge right right. you don't want it to be at the end because that end you know if it moves even a fraction it will start to slip out um yeah so I, I love this, that you do this with no glue, and then right. part of the reason you do it is so you don't have to glue later, okay? Right, right. So we, um, when, when we're planning this broadcast, I filmed you 
you know, wrapping the comb, uh, etc. Part of it I'm not going to film and that we're going to show with a diagram is cutting the tool because I tell you what, filming cutting out tool is the... <laughs> no, it's like you're showing that you're cutting nothing. Yeah, it's like, look it's where I'm cutting. You yeah. know, so we're going to... That's a diagram. We've <laughs> talked about how you've got your big rectangle. You've you, We talked about that last podcast. We're rounding it off with our snowman dinner plate thingy uh, that we have. And we use a rotary cutter. Obviously, you can use the scissors. I will tell yeah. you what, though. Cutting tool... With scissors. Uh, it's, uh, it's just, It'll, again, it's like air. There's no weight to it, so it doesn't want to stay in one place. Well, that, it's just very I, difficult. If I tried to cut tool with scissors right now, mm-hmm. I would get the jaggedy jaggedies, okay? That's right. You get It doesn't it doesn't come out as smooth as I kn- with that rotary cutter. And I cutter. know that there are people who don't get the jaggedies because they're, like, used to it. But right. I get out my rotary right. cutter for sure. So we're going to cut that. Rotary cutter is also quicker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then we're going to edge it. We talked about edging techniques last Mm -hmm. time. You are going to do that long sort of narrow zigzag Mm -hmm. over the rat tail. Using my beading foot, I believe. Piping or beading foot? I think on the sewing machine, this foot foot you have is called the narrow piping foot, actually. Okay, so you want a foot that has a nice slot in it that your rat tail or whatever your trim is can go through and will be guided, okay, and guided under the needle. You'll still do some guiding with your hands, like on feeding it and everything, but you want it to be held in the same place when it passes that needle yeah. and that stitch, okay? And you're going to arrange for your needle to be sewing in the proper space. Exactly. That's, However, why, that's why you want that foot to hold it there. Yeah. Now, you can use... Sometimes you can use um, a uh, a zipper foot. Sometimes right. has a slot like that, especially uh-huh. a um, invisible zipper. Yeah, it'll have a groove. Um, pin tucking feet will have grooves. Yeah, like invisible that. zipper feet for itty bitty piping mm, are great. Very right? nice. Uh, you know, and when I say um, pin tucking feet. There are, like, multitudes of sizes of pin-tucking feet. Right. So, are a beading foot has a slot like that? I'm trying to think what else might have a slot. I want to, I want to beading, point out. piping. You know, sometimes a piping and a beading foot, they will use that, will be inter- will be the same foot. Yeah. They'll use that interchangeably. I want to uh, point out that the slot on this foot that you have in the machine, this, I think it's called the mini piping foot uh, in Baby Lock Land, is to the left. Okay. Okay. So it's not it's not a centered channel, mm-hmm. okay? Right. So you need to be aware of this. And then if you remember our little, like, kind of going through the machine but series. you don't have to remember really hard. Because no, you're gonna, no. You're, you're going to test, 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 test. But yeah. I just want to say, your right. machine will have different ways of you orienting the stitch right. within the stitch space. And right. so if you're curious about that, the episode that we did about, like, where and how to move your needle and your stitch and all that right. is uh, relevant here. So yours is a little bit to the left. Right. So you're going to edge the veil. And then let's take a quick break and talk about how then we're going to put it on the comb. Unless, have I missed anything about the edging? We, we need to talk about the thread and the needle. Oh, okay. Well, let's okay. talk about all that when we come back. Hey, ZD. Wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to SewHere.com slash leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can re-watch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to SewHere.com leggings and get started today. Sew, 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 sewing out loud. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. Okay, we are. bread and needle. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we talked about that last time. Okay, and if you hear a little click-click in the background that might sound like raindrops or something like that. Raindrops. It is the dog's toenails on our sewing floor. Yeah. And uh, this is like the new dog. And considering the weather part and of, what's going on right now, this is just the best place You're for part us. of her training. Yes. <laughs> dear audience. Okay, so we're trying to get her to like chill during podcast and she, recording and she is usually she chills she's only she just came up here and usually she will lay down and chill and but yeah. if you hear that click click it's not any of our equipment yours are yeah. ours. okay so thread and needle what are you using for this rat tail so i immediately just went and grabbed a size 70 uh, microtex needle uh-huh. it's sharp and it's small Okay. It's what th- I thought. I, I don't remember what I used to use. I probably used a 70 before. Okay. I would think, you know, a small, sharp needle. Um, it does. The only reason it needs to be sharp, and I would say this particular instance, is I want to make sure it goes through that satin rat tail without snagging it. Yeah. So I definitely want it sharp. I definitely want it to be new, right? And I want it to be small. Yep. Okay. Uh, the thread I'm using is the top thread. I'm using an embroidery thread, a white embroidery thread. Uh-huh. I'm planning on this not showing, mm-hmm. right? And I believe I have an embroidery bobbin in the bottom. So it's just, you know, a very lightweight bobbin uh, weight thread that you would use for embroidery. Yeah, so if you don't own an embroidery machine, mm-hmm. so we do, and so we have like a ton of embroidery right. thread. If you don't own an embroidery machine and you never plan to embroider, it still might be a good idea for you to have, like, white and black embroidery thread. When we say embroidery, machine embroidery, right? It's smooth. It's lightweight. Because... Well, it's the best thing in the world for buttonholes. Well, yeah, buttonholes. Yep, yep. Listen to the buttonhole podcast. We talked about it for hemming jeans, too. Yep. But But. there still might be a reason for you to have a few of these spools Mm -hmm. on hand. They're good for decorative stitching, decorative decorative hemming. Um applique machine applique yeah so you know just machine so you... applique you don't really want your flat drab construction threads yeah general i mean generally yeah, pretty not. much like something that's gonna even, lay nice and flat for you even if you're looking for a matte look getting right. like cotton then get a cotton embroidery, embroidery thread, thread right it'll lay more nicely but i think sometimes people are like well i'm never freaking buying that because i don't have an embroidery machine but you might end up okay i can tell it. you when i first started doing machine applique which would have been in the 70s uh-huh that is 1970 okay um I was just using construction thread and not really high quality. I didn't know what I was doing. Sure. You know, and I was trying to figure out, trying to find books in the library or somebody to tell me and nobody was. And so, you know, I'm just doing this on my own. And I can go back and look at that stuff and I'm like, whoa, the difference. Now, I was happy with it because I was accomplishing something. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. I, but, but um, it's, it's funny the difference in the look and how it lays flat and nice and, you know, it... It, it's definitely 
a nicer look. Right, right. So anyway, just there there are some sort of more practical applications or right. applications outside of machine embroidery right. where you, you still do not have to have a chest full of it like we do. No, and right. maybe you want to like maybe you're cool with buying some smaller spools right. now. Our people now, if who you are, don't have that, yeah. and you have a serger, your serger thread is a lighter weight, also. Mm-hmm. So you may want to use yeah. your serger thread. We're you, we this is going through the conventional sewing machine, but you could use your serger thread because it's lighter weight, and you need to make sure that you wind that bobbin with some serger weight thread too. And then, just an aside, we're talking about finishing Jordan's veil with the rat tail, but all the serger finishes you may want to use. You could consider embroidery thread for a lot of those exactly. too. Um, exactly. If you want just the smoother look, a shiny look, right. a you know, um, you may want to be putting embroidery thread through your serger at some point, uh, wedding veil or not. So okay, uh, we're gonna edge this veil yeah. with the Microtex needle, mm-hmm. some embroidery thread. If you don't have embroidery weight bobbins, you can wind the bobbin with the embroidery thread. Right. And we talked about your stitch. Mm-hmm. It's long and narrow, and you tested it <laughs> I did. per your materials, right? right. Your, your stuff, and you know, it's 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 wider than I thought it was going to be. Okay, because I started out with like a width of two or something, and I'm uh-huh. pretty sure I wound up with a three because I still wanted to take a good bite out of that. Uh-huh. And what the other thing that happened with the rat tail is it did sort of roll it over. Yeah. So it rolled it back a little bit, which is, I mean, I don't want this coming off on her. Even no. though she, you know, she's good. Okay, I'm going to spend hours making this veil, basically, <laughs> you know, with, with sourcing where the fabric was and deciding how to do it and testing, testing, testing. And because I also don't do it all the time, right? Right. So I'm probably going to spend a couple hours on this veil and she's going to wear it for 10 minutes. But that's how things go. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so anyway... Um, you've got your edges cut and you've got your veil and you've tested. You've tested and you've decided how you're going to do your stitch. Do you need some tearaway stabilizer? You know, some machines might not hold this go through hold this tool up as well as others. Yeah. Okay. So you may need some sort of melt away um, stabilizer. It goes through this baby lock just fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, I have to be careful. I can't pull it. I can't push it. I guide it. So the tool, like we've said, it's this netting, mm-hmm. and it's a little stretchy, flexy. Right. So you can get it out of shape. That's correct. Yeah, you yes. can if you're handling it. Oh, and, you know, the last thing you want much. is a veil that's got, like, gathers in it. Or, or like, or it's curly in one place and not right. in another. And not you know? in the other, right. <laughs> it's okay if it's and, curly and everywhere. When you do get, and when you do get on your curve, um, it will tend to want to be curlier, yeah. you know, it, because that's the bias. So um, you may get a little bit of something there that looks a little different than the straight edge as far as, you know, how it's acting, how yeah. it's draping. But, you know, you'll be okay. Yeah. So uh, let's pretend you got your edge on there. Mm-hmm. Yay. What do you do next? I did get my edge on, yes. And what I did is I made sure that my fabric was not encumbered or oh, any yeah. right. last yeah. thing you want to do is get that thing like almost edged and realize like, you like snagged it yeah. somewhere or something. put a big <laughs> hole in it you know it is a lot of fabric too. yeah That's it, a yeah good so you point. want a clean area you yeah. know it's white you don't want a bunch of stuff on it one more thing you've got this rat we're working off a big spool of rat tail right so not only is our fabric unencumbered mm. but also this big spool right. is and somewhere. my rat tail is on the floor in a little sort of, it was like a little decorative bucket. I think somebody gave me like some shampoos and so okay. one Christmas or something, you know, but it, it's a container. So my rat tail can roll off easily. It, it, it accommodates the size and, but the spool won't roll across the room. Now you may have a different situation where you bought your rat tail. Yeah. It's you know, off of a spool. You didn't buy a hundred yard spool yeah. of rat tail. <laughs> what? <laughs> So, um, you know, find out where you want to put that, where it's safe and it's confined. It may be on your lap, in a bowl on your lap, or on the floor, or next to the machine. But make sure, because you don't want any tension on it whatsoever. You want it to flow freely. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, every just everything. Right. Yeah, make sure stuff's clean. You're working with this white veil, maybe, or very light-colored right. veil. You know, you're, did your bride ask for dog hair on the veil? 
probably not. Um, I don't think you know, Jordan would mind. No, but anyway. You know. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, yeah, keep all of that in mind. Now we've edged it. Uh, how are we putting this baby on the comb? What's going on next? Okay, so now how are we going to gather this? Okay, so I machine stitch across the raw end of the veil. Yep. Okay, so that is the width of the fabric that is going to be attached to the comb. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's best to do two rows of stitching. Whenever I gather anything like this that's very, very fine, and I want it to be very even and very nice, right? I use two rows of stitching. This is how I put in a puff sleeve. This is how, you know, if I'm gathering a, a, a tutu or something, this is how I do it. Well, sometimes I go across a, a um, thread, too. A yeah, sometimes we like to right, right. Um, go across a string and pull it. Mm -hmm. But this, basically, I just stitch it, okay? So, so I have a long, straight stitch. Uh-huh. Now, again, you will have to try this out. I want to preface this with, if you've got a machine with an automatic thread cutter or something like that, before you start a gathering stitch, it's nice to give yourself long tails yeah. ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So like on, Absolutely. on the Destiny here, it's super convenient and just so amazing right. that it cuts the thread and the bobbin thread's still underneath, okay? But when I want to start out a big, long gathering stitch where I went tails right. I have to send the top thread down bring up the bobbin thread I've got and then I have my presser foot up and I pull these to give myself a long tail to start and, stitching and you want to know which thread is your bobbin thread you do want to know that you absolutely want to know it because if you pull the top thread you're screwed <laughs> yep okay <laughs> what will happen is it will tighten up on you and then and then it's the whole process is screwed on you know how you pull it and get it gathered. So if you've ever tried to gather anything in that way where you, you put a long stitch in something and then you pulled a thread to gather it, it wouldn't work. It's because you're pulling the wrong thread. It's the bobbin thread you have to pull because the top thread goes around the bobbin thread and comes up. Yeah. So if you pull that thread, it just tightens it's, it. It's not right. uh, it's Well, not the bobbin work. thread pulls it through. Okay. So do what Mallory said. And you want tails on any You want tails machine. on both sides, and, though, and I, too. Yes. Okay, so and you want it on, no matter what machine you mm -hmm. have, whether it has, you know, the cutter or not, yes, you want a long tail. But she's correct. On the one that cuts it, it you may want to, you know, pull it out a little bit farther or something. But I guess it goes on one that doesn't have a cutter, too. But anyway, so you are stitching from the right side. Yeah. So I know by how I put on my rat tail, what is the right side. There you how, go. Or how I put on my trim, what is the right side of my veil. Now, if you don't and you've used some other sort of finish or you're not sure or you're afraid you won't, what you're going to do is take a piece of low-tack tape and stick it on the right side of your veil. I, you know, I'd stick it like, you know, on the one side, not, you know, on one when I say side, <laughs> side on the side, right side, side of one end of the top of my veil on the right side, just so I always knew that I was what what I was working with, uh -huh, right? Yeah. That I could look at it and go, oh, this is the right side. If you can't remember whether you put it on the right side or not, put RS on your tape and then stick it on the right side. And then you'll remember you're on the right side. But I just stick a piece of tape on because I know that is the least encumbering thing to do to this tool. Right. Okay. If you use a pin or a, a safety pin no, or a straight pin, anything else, you have more of a likelihood of, you know. Snagging, um, ripping. Right. Absolutely. Of somehow defacing this beautiful yeah. veil you're making. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you need to do this, put, put, put a, a piece of... Um, if you can't tell the difference between the yeah. top and the bottom, you don't really have to worry about it. But you have to stay on the same side when you're doing these two rows yeah, of you stitches. You need to know it for you, yeah. So usually a, usually a four, length of four. Four on, does it. On your okay. machine will do it. Again, you have tried this, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have already tried this. So very close to the edge, mm -hmm. right? I um, maybe a quarter inch in, three eighths inch in, 
Here's what I actually like to do. I like to go maybe more like a half inch in and do my first stitch and my second row I go to the farther to the outside because yeah. then it's more stabilized. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Before I start pulling any threads or anything like that, I determine where the middle of my the top of this veil is. Okay. So now I have two lines of stitching that I plan to gather, but I have not. Yep. Right. Then I want to mark the center of this veil. There's many ways to do that. Um, a pen, a little nip, like I you know, my center nip that mm -hmm. I do with your um, scissors. Um, honestly, you can even put a little mark of color. Yeah, so it's, this... This is not going to show. This part, like putting a pin here, right. you're probably going to be okay because it's late in the process. You're just right. going to gather. And you're basically, not, you know. you're kind of putting the pin through those lines of stitching anyway. And it's going to be hidden. Right, and, right. Know, and, like, and right. You know, more than likely... You, but. Whatever feels safe, but you do need to know where that center, center is. is. Okay, the center is very important. And what I do is I then hold the center and go to one end and start pulling and gathering, pulling and gathering, pulling and gathering, uh -huh. right? And then when I think I have it, that gathered up to about two inches or so, because I've got my comb right next to me, so I can keep laying it on my comb. You know, to make myself happy, right? Right. Yeah, keeping the comb close right. by. Good I don't idea. have to yeah. measure it. The comb's no. measuring it for me. Yeah. And then, you know, when I have that about where I want, leave those tails on there, right, and everything, then I go. Now, sometimes I will tie those two bobbin threads together. Yeah. So yeah. that I have them to grab again. That's nice. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't, that doesn't impede anything. It just keeps them together, and they're right there together, and I'm pulling them at the same time. Uh -huh. And I don't think I said that, but I want to pull these bobbin threads at the same time. So I want to gather this fab, these two rows at the same time. Yeah, That's no, what good gives call me out this there. nice, yeah. Yeah. smooth gather. Okay. Now I go. I'm still can grip the middle and I go to the other side and I start gathering and I get this to be about the size of the comb mm -hmm. right okay when I feel like I have it the size of the comb I will go ahead and start to place it on the comb okay before I finish like before I stop it at the ends okay uh -huh. so what I do is I am going to pin Onto this nice puffy little thing. Remember when we wrapped the comb? Yes, I, I nice do. No, that's my favorite. Right, um, I have this nice little puffy this. cushion part, yeah. right? That I get to pin this to. Yeah. All right. How do I pin it, Mallory? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna hold a comb in my hand to explain this. I think Are you here? Me. Here's a comb. Hold on. I have the box. Box oh, yeah, o combs. Yeah, we have like this five maker. million combs here. This okay. face maker. So this is going to be attached to the underside of the comb. It's gonna look backwards. The concave. Real back. Really good. It's, it's going to look like it's backwards, backwards and upside yes, down. Yeah, backwards okay? and upside down. It's going to look backwards <laughs> and upside down. So it goes, it's going to go on to the concave surface. Yes. And it really helps to hold this. Because, like, it makes me visually be able to see Okay, say so it's going to go on the concave surface. Right. Where's the raw edge? The raw edge is up and pointing away from the teeth. Yep. That's what I call up because that's what up is so, going to be on her head. So it's like, so yeah, we say up. So the veil is going in the same direction as the T. It's flowing down. And the raw edge is up on where you wrapped that comb. So right? that when the veil like flips its hair over, okay, right. <laughs> when, when we flip the tool over the comb, no raw edge okay. is visible. So are you okay, putting but, the right side down or the wrong side down on your veil? Hold the wrong side will face the comb yeah well after you flip it wait but the wrong side no I, okay so i was wrong the right side will touch the concave part of the teeth you got oh, it. so man. the wrong side is up to you up you know yeah you're right. working from the wrong side so the wrong side's facing you right. you're holding the so comb. your right side goes down on the concave little okay. poofy part i said you, it wrong the first time everybody did. i said it wrong you did yep. because this gets flipped it gets flipped okay it gets flipped so 
I take my veil that I have gathered, right? Now, it's still, I haven't secured that, that those pleats in any way, really. I just gathered it up so that I can handle it. But this is kind of nice when you're, when the, if you think about this and you're like, oh my God, this sounds terrible because you've gathered like other things like puff sleeves or whatever, but the tool kind of grabs onto itself. Yeah, tool, it is The tool kind of stays where you put it. This it doesn't is when, want, yeah. There's one part where tool is be like being nice to you. Honestly, okay. <laughs> veils are kind of easy, I think. Yeah, in the grand. I mean, and, and they're easy to make look really professional. Yeah. that That's what's nice about them. So... Okay, the raw edge is pointed up away from the teeth, and the right side is down mm -hmm. on the concave surface that you have wrapped. Mm -hmm. And you are just sort of butting that edge up against. Sort of the top of the comb. The top of the comb, yeah. right? It, and, you know, it doesn't have to be absolutely even. You can trim this, okay, if you have to, to make it look better. But, so, I know, now, I, now I'm going to mark this. I've got the... You know, mark the center of my comb if I haven't yet, because I want to know where that center is, because that's where I'm going to put the center of my veil right side where down. Where you got on your the little mark or your pin? Yeah, right. Yeah, and it will pin right in because you have covered that with that other tool. Yeah. Okay. Now I can look at it and see how it looks, and I can go to one side and gather that up so that it goes to the end of the comb. Yeah. Right. And now I can, you know, secure that in some way, like not those off. Or sometimes you can just put pin it there. And then you're like sew it in and, and it'll, it'll stay, stay. Right. If you pin it, it'll stay. So usually. then you hand. I also like clips. Yeah. I have clips and pins out when I'm doing this. Yeah. I like the pins because I feel like I can leave the pins in while I sew this on. Right. The clips I have clips, to remove. To but I have used clips on the end sometimes when, you know. Whatever. Especially depending on the trim mm -hmm. and how you have to put it there. Because you want that trim to sort of, you know, being, being tucked under yeah. there. Okay? Yeah. Not like sticking out the side right. of your comb. You, you <laughs> want your raw edge of your trim, you know, you want to manipulate it to there. Okay. Then I go and I repeat that on the other side. So now I basically have my veil mm -hmm. attached to my comb with pins or clips or however I decided to do that, mm -hmm. right? And I now I now I'm gonna hand sew this on. Yeah. Okay. You can use just about any needle you want. I kinda like to use a rather large needle mm -hmm. because it's easy to hold. Because you know what you're going you're not really even this is funny. You're not even going through that much tool when you do this. You're doing, again, sort of a wrap. Well, and once again, tool's easy to sew through because there's a bunch of holes hey, right, in it, this, right? This, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this, is, this is, is, is pretty easy, guys. So I use a thread that is... ZD's got to stand up, yeah, you, you know, because you can see it. alteration thread, mm -hmm. and it's called silamide. Yeah, we've talked and about it before. And it's a pre-waxed, mm -hmm. okay... Um, strong hand sewing thread. Um, you can buy it in many different ways. Um, you can get it from your alterations uh, supplier usually. And we have a couple of packages. One is white, one is off-white. We use this for many things. Um, and it comes in 36-inch uh, links, I think this is. Yeah, so it's like... yeah. This card you kind of get to hang on your wall or whatever, right. and you pull out a length at a time, and you right. have to cut and it. And you it's pull cool. it out of the little diamond-shaped diamond. um, opening, opening in the middle, kind of like you'd pull a, a tissue out of a Kleenex, yeah. a, you know, a tissue box, a Kleenex box. You don't pull it from the end. If you pull it from that center, that's what keeps them from getting tangled or mussed up or anything. Right. So I use this. Mm -hmm. I, and it's pre-cut. So I just fold it in half, and I put the two raw ends through uh -huh. the eye of my needle, my big needle that has a big eye, which mm -hmm. is nice. Easy-peasy you know. needle. Yeah. I mean, not huge-huge, but, you know. You're not trying to, like, go real small, though. No, You're not, yeah, but it's yeah. because, you know, it's, not, it's just more dexterous to be able to use a larger needle right. in this case. So I, um, so now I have a loop there. Yes. Correct. So I, you know, this is thirty six inches long. I, I, it's I, I fold it in half, and now it's like eighteen inches long. Mm -hmm. And there's a loop. So I put the two raw ends through the eye of the needle, 
And so how I'm going to secure this when I go to my comb in my bale is I will take a stitch and then I can put my needle through that loop and I have not had to make a knot. Right. Okay. It's like the cross. Well, it's not yeah, quite like the cross stitch. Kind of cross stitch. Little, you do do you this. You kind of do it like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can okay. do it that way. It depends on if you do it that way. Uh-huh. You know. Uh-huh. Um, so that way, you know, uh, avoiding bulk, avoiding ugliness, whatever, you know. Um so now I start to stitch, and the way I do this is I'm going to do basically a cross stitch. Yeah, you do X's. I do X's, but they're really not X's till the second pass, right? Sure. because The first pass, it, so I choose to go through, and I go through the comb, and I go like, um, you know, I think it's every other tooth. You yeah. uh, you get to use the teeth kind of as a as a right, guy, right? right? Your teeth yeah. in your space, so you get this yeah. beautiful Ta-da. looking stitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So I am stitching with the veil up, laying in the concave space, and I start at one end. And again, I've gone through the loop, so that looks nice still, right? Yeah. yeah. And I've got my two raw ends coming out of my uh, needle. Uh, needle. I right. So. I go stitch and I go to the edge of the comb, the upward part, which will be up when it's in her head, right? I go to the upper part and I, you know, pick that spot that's whatever it is, you know, two teeth over, whether whatever. I go down and I go into, so I'm going like into the veil and into the fabric that we wound on the comb, uh-huh. right? I come up. I go straight down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've a, gone over yeah. two, but then come straight down. So I'm making a slant stitch. Yeah, you're making a bunch of 45-degree angles sort of looking right, stitches. Right. And then when I come, I get to the end, all I do is turn around and come back and repeat that, and it looks like it's big cross stitches. Yeah. Okay? This looks so nice. It looks so nice, and I don't. And it's not that anybody really sees. Yeah, it. and I don't even know. I I can't even say, you know, uh, definitively that it's better. I've seen people like sew it to the comb and they sort of wrap the thread around the comb. I it's probably fine. This just looks so nice when right. you do it like this right. when you wrap the comb. I think it helps. Uh, so go go ahead. I, I was just gonna say. Well, I think it helps okay. with the then end I come, result. You know, I yep. make it come all back. the way back to the end, and, and I do. And I do need to secure it. Yep, yep. And I do exactly what I just described earlier in this um, discussion is that I take a couple of little chain stitches, mm-hmm. sort of. You know, right? I loop my thread and pull it through tight, and then I take that thread, wiggle it through. You know, the bulk of my fabric someplace. Pull it tight. Clip it and then let it go and it will hide itself. It's hide itself in the bulk. It will of hide the itself in the bulk. bulk. Yeah. Now, what is absolutely freaking gorgeous? Okay. <laughs> now you've taken all your pins out. You may have taken your pins out on the way. It depends on. Just depends on how stable you needed how it. How you're feeling or, it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I used to like pin it, pin it, pin it, mm-hmm. and then I got to where I had like three pins in it. So you know, it's just you know how well it goes for you. <laughs> right. Right. How's it going? Um, <laughs> And the more you do it, the better it usually goes. But anyway, um, practice, practice, practice. Um, anyway, then you'll get this all out. And honestly, your veil is complete. And all you do now is flip that veil over that comb. So I think the padding that you do, the wrapping mm-hmm. of the comb. So not only I think it, it makes for easier stitching right. and everything, but I think it lifts the veil. It does. You know, it makes over it, the comb. It gives it more of like a waterfall look. Yeah. I think also you don't see the gathers. The gathers are basically underneath. Yeah. And then what happens is when you're flipping it over then, you know, those gathers sort of spread. That also you don't see the ends of the comb or that you know Yeah, so so the way we've done it, there there's no further stitching after you after you do your X's. Right, right, you're done. You don't have you're to done. like flip right. it over and stitch again. No, okay. No, that's don't. that. That's that. In fact, when you hang this up, it will you won't hang it up that way. You'll just hang it up by the comb and let it hang straight. Right. Right. You know? And what it's doing when you do that, so it's hanging like it's kind Okay, so it's not hanging down with the teeth. It's hanging away from the teeth. Yes. So it's making that one turn, and then when you put it on the bride, it makes, makes the, the other turn. turn over. Yeah. Right. Um, this has proven just to be 
excellent for me. Now, because I had not done this for a while, I went to the internet, okay, and checked everybody out, tried to, did anybody have a better way, an easier way? It was anything, did I need to change my technique? Right. Right? I and ZD concluded. I was like, man, no. nobody's <laughs> caught up with me yet. But anyway, no, really, I was very surprised. I was very surprised. I always like you. I think. Oh, oh, did you? Come you're on, surprised. Toba, Toba was, was surprised. surprised. <laughs> she, she that was, means she wants attention. She guys. was surprised. So, okay, we had to take care of Tova. Um, so we do like to look around on the internet first to make sure that. I know something hasn't changed or, or some new idea, better idea. Yeah, new like, idea, new technique or right. whatever. Haven't haven't come across this particular set of steps, have you? I, no, and yeah. you know, I was surprised. You know, there was a lot of glue being used. Um, right. Now, if you didn't have a sewing machine, you know, gather that you can. There were people gathering the veil by hand. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. I here's here's the issue with gathering it by hand. Are are the difference? Okay, yeah. you can get such a more even and finer gather. Mm -hmm. Okay, the other thing I saw was people using like what I used to call dime store tool. Although there's no more dime stores. I guess those are dollar stores. They're now. dollar fifty stores now. Yeah, yeah, now they're dollar fifty stores. <laughs> But you know, it, it it was like stiff, yeah, you know, stiff, yeah, tool. Okay, which has its purposes. I mean, you know, it. So you've got this. But you think they were trying to get a different look than they no, were getting? I'm not, maybe no, like, I don't think they were. I mean, what happened is then the, you know they showed this veil, and to me, you know, it didn't flow. It didn't look soft. It that's what I mean. Stiff. Yeah, yeah, they weren't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I don't. I mean, you know. I'm sure everybody was happy with what they got. Yes. But um, I do know that this veil looks soft. It looks flowy. It looks professional. The way it sits in the hair, no matter what the hair It's a is, very versatile. Yes. Yeah. You know, it looks good. Have I done veils onto like a headband or yeah. a tiara before? Yes. Generally, I would always talk to the bride and say, are you sure you don't want it on a comb? Because if it's, you know, you can continue to wear your tiara, tiara during yeah. the reception or mm -hmm. whatever and, ha and, and have it put into your hair at the hairdresser. Right. Okay. And, you know, otherwise you're having your veil put in your hair at yeah. the hairdresser. Then you're, you're walking and you're trying, then you're trying to get dressed with a veil on mm -hmm. and all, you know, so having them separate, I've always felt there was an advantage. A lot of too. people like that. Right. Yeah. Well, anything else to add before? Well, I have had people ask yeah. me to put, um, you know, the embellishment okay. on the veil. Mm -hmm. So we've done that too. Yeah. You know, and they didn't care. Then they just wanted it out, you know, after, yeah. uh, or whatever. The other thing I think, Mallory, I think you are thinking about doing something special. I don't know if you're afraid Jordan might listen to this. Well, yeah. <laughs> why don't we share that later? Yeah, why don't we yeah. share that later? I, yeah, I think one footnote I might have yeah. is that um, I said the silamide thread. Yeah. I told you what I used. I told you what. I, it doesn't have to be that. Uh, sure. Okay. Sure. Um, you know, two two strands of good, good construction thread would, would work there. Yeah. I really like the silamide. It doesn't tangle or anything because it's pre-waxed. It's easier to use. It, you know, It's a nice thing to go through the tool with. Right. You know, right. But, you right. know, two strands of sewing thread should be fine. Yeah. It'll, it'll definitely, you know, do the trick. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.